Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of News You Can Use. Hopefully everybody's getting into the holiday spirit. I know Lisa's back. I know she wasn't here last week. She's still not 100%, but she's going to power through it, right? Yes, I'm here with my Christmas glasses on. Yes, that's right. Ready. We're going to post that um, on our tune-in memo and up on the WTIC website. And I'm not feeling great either. I've, I've... been down for about a week too but you know what that's okay this is better to get it over with now so that's that we're right. nice and healthy for the christmas holidays or Start jewish holidays that's or right happy hanukkah wh- whatever holiday that that's you right. celebrate we got to keep all that in there and lisa's so excited i just gave her her christmas present yes, i'm so excited you know and it was so fun because i got to look for a uh black santa that's it but why do you think this santa that i got you because you collect santas right i collect them i have over 75 right now different sizes 76 and this one 76 this one is i love this my grandkids asked me this week we're concerned you have so many black santas i said and the more the merrier they feel like children so i know each and every one of them and this one is unique i do not have it it's so rare i'm so excited so that's going to be front and center you're going to but why does the santa have gray hair i mean i'm wondering i think it's just just a different personality but it's natural and that's the difference so this santa is really great because you have ones that people just kind of like I don't know. They, they take the white one and paint them brown. Brown, but they also put old hair, like like cloth on. It just kind of like stick it on. Yeah. This one is natural hair, so okay. I absolutely Good. Love I it, did so. good then. All you right. did good. I'm great. Okay, let's Excited. talk about this great guest that you're bringing on our show today. Everybody's going to love this. Lawrence Bartley. I love, love, love this story. It's, it's a story of triumph, I'd really say, which is a great story at Christmas. There's always hope. Uh, Lawrence I met a couple of years ago and he works on something called the Marshall Project and he's just phenomenal from winning an Edward R.J. Murrow Award excuse me still a little congested to, to many awards but most importantly it started out tragically so Lawrence why don't we bring you in and kind of talk a little bit about your journey because it has been a journey it's not always been a a uh, happy journey, but it's been your journey and it's turned out something that most people could only dream of. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on with Lawrence Bartley. Sure, well, well, thank you all for having me. Uh, My name is Lawrence Bartley, as you heard. I'm the publisher of the Marshall Project Inside. For those who don't know what the Marshall Project is, we're a nonprofit national news organization that reports on the U.S. criminal justice system. Um, my way to the Marshall Project hasn't been the traditional way. Unfortunately, um, I was incarcerated myself at the age of 17, and I had a lengthy prison term. But before I was released, I, I wrote, I wrote a story about my 
my um parole situation you know i went to a very unconventional parole situation i went to five parole boards in seven months and that usually means 10 additional years for a person incarcerated in new york state and um and it, it was a very trying time for myself and my family not that not that it's to belittle or, or make less of what i went to prison for um but it it was you know it was tough on my family it was tough on you know guards who have or correctional officers who have gotten to know me tough on the superintendent who awarded who had gotten to know me even the commissioner of the entire state who have gotten to know me that i didn't make parole because i had done a lot for the incarcerated people including staff and making the culture inside of the prison environment uh better along with others and um but i didn't make it but let's but, let's, let's yeah, back, up back up for a up. second. Yeah, exactly. I think why were you? <laughs> you know, you were in prison because of something that happened as a teenager when you were seventeen. And I think this is important for people to not focus on the negative. But just as you said, you helped a lot of people, and a lot of people were hurt. The family of the young man that lost his life was also hurt as well. So let's talk. Just give us a little snippet of basically the wrong place, the wrong time, the whatever, however you would say it. But you tell us a little bit. Give us a little snippet so people can kind of hear and know from where we're going. Well, um, I, I grew up in, in New York during the height of the crack era um, in the 80s and 90s. And in 1989, I was 16 years old and I was the victim of a drive-by shooting. And I was shot four times. And after that, I didn't quite feel like myself. I wasn't the type of person that would go to the police for help because the police hunted us in our community. They didn't treat us like citizens. Uh, they treated us like prey. Um, and I can tell you many gruesome stories to that end, but I'll spare you those details. But, you know, so I, I turned to carrying a weapon to defend myself if this situation ever was to arise again. And um, unfortunately it did. And I and I attended a movie in which you know other teenagers came in loud and and they began arguing with a friend of mine and they they started shooting at us inside of a crowded movie theater and and folks returned fire. Um, I didn't want to, but I returned one shot. And at the end, three people were injured and one person was killed. And it, it didn't matter who fired the first shot, who who connected with their their shot um those who were arrested were all blamed for the same thing because of acting in concert like we created a dangerous situation therefore we are to be penalized as if we committed the worst of it all so i ended up going to prison for that and um you know i grew up in prison i learned how to shave in prison i learned how to become an adult in prison yeah and you know many of my my peers who came up they didn't make it you know prison is a very traumatizing experience particularly for a, a juvenile 16 to 17 years old and, and you were in for 27 years correct i was in for 27 years and yes. two months and you went in at what age i went in at 17. yeah Unbelievable. yeah wow. so it just goes to show you i think what's important is that you know as they're talking now about youth and how youth's brains aren't fully developed till 27, 28, or later. And here, you know, something unfortunate happened that you had to pay the price for, the, everybody paid the price for, unfortunately. 
but there wasn't that kind of studies at that time that kind of looked at what happens with young people. But what do you mean he had to pay, the, unfortunately, they had to pay the price? I mean... No, I'm just saying unfortunately or fortunately. Unfortunately for everybody. It was tragic for everybody. It was right. tragic for him. He right. also went through trauma. Right. Tragic for the family who lost the right. son. And tragic that you had to feel, that you couldn't feel safe just to go to the movie because of the gang violence and everything else right. going on. Right, but why on. as a teenager, Lawrence, did you bring a gun to a movie theater? He, he said well, it. Well, okay. I, I, I think I mentioned it before. Oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I must have missed that part. Yeah. I, I reiterated again because because I was shot four times. Right. Okay. And I grew up and I grew up during a time where where you know soon after um, John DeJulio created a term called super predator, and he created this term saying that um, back in 1995, my my case happened before that, but they used situation like mine in order to fuel the term super predator they saying that they, these young kids are coming to rape pillage and kill people in your community and then soon after that the data showed that that was false but yet and still the criminal justice system prosecuted people the same way right when they saw children come before the judges they said they are super predators uh -huh. so defense attorneys didn't have a shot and there are still children who are incarcerated today for lengthy sentences where where if they had more money, they were more affluent, yep. right. then they, that wouldn't have been the situation. That wouldn't have been the circumstances. And similar to many, the Central Park Five where, you know, they yeah. served all those years and then they were exonerated, but still the trauma of going through yeah. things like that. So it just shows the, the, the bias sometimes in the judicial system, I think overall what we're talking about. Um, right, and and another point to mention here, Lisa, it's not it's not about culpability. It's not about you know a person committed a horrendous crime and someone was killed, and we don't care about those victims. And this person committed this crime, this person should go to prison. It's not about that because if we get into the details of the crimes, many of the laws are being repealed today right. that were unethical, was was unfair, and and you know many people call them racist laws right. that 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 only targeted black and brown folks. Mm -hmm. As an example of it, Timothy McVeigh blew up a building in Oklahoma. They created an anti created an anti-death penalty elimination act. So people like that wouldn't get out. They wouldn't get out on appeal. But yet the people who suffer most from the way that law was created from that law creation is black and brown people and poor people because that that limited their chances at appeal whether they were innocent or not. Right. There's many nuances, but we'll be here for days if I go on to talk right, about right, it. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you this. We're speaking with Lawrence Bartley. And he's the publisher of the Marshall Project Inside. Um, you're also a keynote speaker, and you've provided a lot of content for some of the major networks, CNN, NBC Nightly News, MSNBC, and the list goes on. Do you think that part of the problem with the system is that in so many of these cases, you talk about the inability to be able to afford a defense when you're given a public defender, does that cut it? Well, many times, no. Um, public defenders have huge caseloads. Sometimes they have upwards of 100 people that they are they are trying to defend, and they get a meager salary. Some of them get like $40,000 a year. Mm. And they don't have the resources to pay for private investigators, to pay for their own medical examiners. So when, when let's say, a child goes up to the force of the state, the force is bringing expert testimony from medical examiners, um, um, private investigators, um, people who've been on the force in forensics for twenty and for twenty and thirty years, up against you know a, a, a young public defender 
with limited resources and limited time in order to research and defend a person effectively. So so that has been a problem. But there's there's some states out in the Midwest, one of the states are kind of escaping me right now, that that is even is a conservative state, mind you, but they still went out their way to make sure that um, legal legal aides, public defenders, you call them, have enough resources to defend people adequately, adequately. Mm-hmm. and that's a trend that that hopefully will spread its way across the country. So the Marshall Project, you're publishing stories about the experiences of those who've been impacted, you know, by the system. So you're fundraising. What is your goal with this whole project? What what what's the end game here? Well, the Marshall Project is is named after um, the late great Thurgood Marshall, who served on our Supreme Court, and we we investig we do investigative journalism, narrative journalism, essays, and it's not just of incarcerated people. Mm-hmm. Sure, we have essays written by incarcerated people that I wrote, but we also have essays written by judges, district attorneys. Um, prosecutors, parole commissioners, but mainly we do investigative stories like Mauled. Like two years ago, we won a Pulitzer Prize for our series called Mauled that showed that there are more people who who are victims of police dog bites in this country than people who are who are caught in police shootings, um, whether right or wrong. And we un- uncovered that and won a Pulitzer Prize for it. We're the youngest organization to ever win a Pulitzer Prize. We won two Pulitzer Prizes in the last seven years, and we were runner up twice. Not to brag on us, but we do. <laughs> but we do a lot of investigative work that get under the nails and the nuances of the criminal justice system that that other organizations, news organizations, aren't doing. And and also, you won an Edward J. R. Murrow Award, which mm-hmm. is pretty prestigious yourself. But one of the things that I think people don't realize is that. Sometimes prisons actually have missions and their mission in most cases is to rehabilitate. And part of the problem is inside prisons, you don't always have the most up-to-date information. So you have people who are here who are, you know, minds that can either be cultivated in positive ways with great information or they can get old information if if anything. Um, So I think the idea is that one of the things you did with this actually news inside is to make sure to bring a plethora of information to prisoners, to people inside and outside to make them aware of something and make it more real than what we just kind of see maybe on TV or what we glorify as opposed to real issues that can impact us, whether it's from COVID and the deaths and the things that are happening, whether it's mental health, it's all these different things, or whether it's families trying to create that environment, the cost and the burden on families just as much as the the uh, positive, uh, uh, you know, camaraderie that you have when you get into prison sometimes, how you have to develop your own cliques or friendships, good, bad, or indifferent, but also the fact that prisons are big money makers, And I think it kind of gives you the idea you've been able to shine a spotlight on so many different issues that maybe otherwise people wouldn't, would, would be uh, clueless about. Indeed, indeed, because um, it's very tough to get information inside prisons and jails, um, they're screened very heavily because um, because there are rules that say that information can incite people. And and a lot of times that's not true, um, but it could be like something on page one of a publication that would get a 200-page a publication banned because of it. And a lot of prisons are located in rural areas, so that means there, there aren't any um, 
television programs or news programs that's relevant to their lives that they can just watch on TV. Um, they got have to get whatever's off the air in those rural areas and those local towns. And only way they can get information from the television is if the Department of Corrections pays for cable services for them. Yeah. But then people don't want to pay for cable services for people who committed crimes. So you see where I'm going. Right. So that's why I created News Inside to give people relevant updated information about the criminal justice system in our video series inside story you know and it's so interesting because um a friend of mine in recovery ended up in in jail in prison and um i so i experienced that that way you know Mm -hmm. he was on the inside i was on the outside but it's interesting that you say that lawrence because i sent him a bunch of books he never got them um you know i asked him i said are you watching television or anything he says well they don't you don't want to do that you don't want to have a television or buy things because then people think that you're privileged especially as a white man in a prison so he went without the television he went without the extra you know things in his what do you call that when you can put money into into the commissary Commissary, yeah Yeah, so Mm -hmm. he didn't want to have a lot of those things because he didn't want to look as if he was different than the other folks in there it's not it's not an easy life in there Mm -hmm. just going to visit somebody at a prison have you ever done that lisa yes i have and when i went people would say why are you smiling i said because i can leave (laughs) there you go (laughs) there you go i mean but it is it's something that you know it's it's eye-opening. I can tell you it's, it was very sad for me many times because because I would see children. Yes, visiting their vi- parents. Visiting and getting dressed up. Yep. And it became almost, um, they'd be numb to it. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just something that I myself, um, you know, have had relatives and I've almost frowned about having to take kids into that situation because it almost desensitizes them in many ways. But, you know, it's important for them to keep that connection Connection. yeah absolutely just it's it's just difficult you know very difficult it is so anyway well it's a great thing that you're doing so what is it that people can do how can they get more information how can they support your what you're doing lawrence oh people can go go look at us on www.themarshallproject.org there's a place where you can donate if you look in the left tab there's a hamburger you click on that and it was just three lines people call it hamburger it's just three lines you click on that you can donate to it but if you have an incarcerated loved ones and you're struggling on you know what to get that person during the holiday season you can always subscribe to news inside free of charge you make sure it's free of charge for people who are incarcerated and their family members you can just click on click on that three lines on the left and click on the news inside tab then you see where to register and um, one more point I want to make before I go is that a lot of people don't expect that the news that we create or my department creates um, um, in particular to be for prison administrators, but it is. It's also for correctional officers as well. There are many times in which I, I've got notes from correctional staff that you know they were wowed by some of the reporting that we created. For instance, we did a story about foster theft is that children who are in the foster care agency they get money from the federal government from let's say age 7 to 18 every month get $700 but the states have been stealing that money legally in 50 states oh, has wow. been going on the <laughs> state supply to be the representative payee of these children because they have no family on the oh, outside wow. and they take the money That's and a lot crazy. of people who run prisons and jails were in the foster care system themselves 
and they were able to go about recouping that money because of our reporting. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, and that, you know, that's great because there aren't many outlets out there that have the time or take the time right. to investigate and to dig deep into so many issues. That's my biggest complaint with today's media. Yeah. It's so superficial. It, it's not looked into. You know, my dad was a longtime corrections officer here in Connecticut, and he was actually involved um, in a riot at Carl Robinson. And it was interesting because he smoked cigarettes um, and he would smoke half a cigarette and drop it for the inmates. And when the riot happened, um, they protected him. They protected him because of, well, not just because he he let him smoke the rest of his cigarettes, but, you know, he developed a rapport with a lot of these inmates. I mean, he actually, I don't know if I agree with this, but he became friends with a couple and would go out with them after they got out. I think that's against the rules, but... You know, COs and, and, and folks within the system, too, they need some good advice. They need yeah. help because sometimes they're humans. They're humans. <laughs> and sometimes he'd come home from work and talk to us like we were inmates. And I had to remind him, you're not in prison right now, Dad, you know, and neither am I. Yeah. So, no. I mean, it's a culture, right, Lawrence? It's definitely a culture in there. Yeah, it's definitely a culture. And um, I'm, I'm glad that there are some people like your dad who are breaking the mold who are saying that people are people. That's mm-hmm. right. They're humans. And, you know what I mean? And there's directives, there's policies, there's laws, there's rules that say that we shouldn't treat people like people. We shouldn't have relationships with people. But those things are slowly falling by the wayside. Yeah, they are, which is good. And and again, I want to say that if you're donating to the Marshall Project, it doesn't go to Lawrence. It goes to the bigger, <laughs> the bigger initiative here. And he has some great great top award-winning journalists working with him. So this isn't some fly-by-night organization. This is a well-run machine with uh, definitely Lawrence uh, brainchild in terms of some of the uh, videos and the different multimedia things that he's created to let us know on the outside as well as the inside uh, what's going on across this country and what you're in. How many facilities right now across the country with News Inside? last, Last count, which is inaccurate, it's over 850 in 44 states, but we now made a deal to be in 50 states, but I don't, I don't have the final count, but there's probably thousands of facilities by the end of the month. That's fantastic. Okay. So Lawrence, we've just got a couple minutes left. It's the holiday season. What What's the main message you want people to leave this conversation with this morning? The main message is I want people to think and I want people to seek out information. When you hear things, it might, and look at it and scrutinize it. Look at the source it's coming from, whether it's a subjective source or whether it's an objective source, and try to try to wrap your round mind around what's factual, and then you can use that to base your own opinion. Too many times we hear these um, shock jocks, we hear these um, pundits, or, or these folks who run news organizations, or some people who write stories or have a particular ideology. And we run with it, but sometimes it's not what it is. And I want people to be on the right side of history instead of the wrong side of history, and based on our opinion. Isn't the other message that there are Lawrence Bartleys out there, that we should have hope for people and look at them yes. as individuals right. and don't give up on people and don't judge a book by its cover and just give some other alternatives. I mean, you don't know what will happen to you in your life. You don't know what will happen to someone related to you in your life. So I think it's just giving hope and giving opportunities and not closing the door and not at least listening to the story and seeing how you can be uh, a, a positive part in that person's life or as their next part of their life, the next part of their journey. 
Indeed, and, and and don't stand in the way of individuals who may have a criminal conviction. Um, there are people who don't need help. There's people who just need the opportunity to thrive and live just like you do. Yeah. But folks try to stand in their way and make it make it a, a harder process than it should be. Well, you know, it's interesting, Lawrence, because um, I've actually had, you know, a convicted felon, more than one convicted felon on this particular program. You know, and if you don't read the bio, if you don't hear the story and the person walks in and sits down to do the interview, they're just like everybody else. That's right. They're just like everybody else. And I think that you're the perfect uh, example of a success story of, you know, what your life was and how you've turned it around. And that's what we all need to think about. Yes. Whether you go into jail or not or whether you're just in a funk or whatever it is, we all have stuff that we need to pull each other up and get each other out of those slumps so that we can, you know, move on and be successful. Yeah, absolutely, and especially this time of year. We appreciate you sharing your story, Lawrence, because yes. I do think it's important that everybody just doesn't hear the what we want to hear, the nice success piece. We want to hear that it's a journey and that we all have ups and downs and that we can keep making it. We keep, keep on keeping on. That's it. That's right. So don't forget, if you want more information on the Marshall Project inside, and Lisa mentioned all the multimedia resources that are there. Yes. And you know just take in some of the good work that these people have spent time and done their homework on and educate yourself i think that's all that we can really ask of people give us that website one more time it's www.themarshallproject.org okay themarshallproject.org that's where you need to go well thank you so much lawrence bartley thank you lisa for bringing this great guest on our show today thank you all right and of course we couldn't do this without all of our wonderful listeners you want to give a little holiday goodbye yeah i want to say happy hanukkah happy holiday merry christmas happy kwanzaa happy three kings day don't miss anything if i miss something i apologize but we love everybody and we hope you're just able to spend time with family and remember the reason for the season the reason for the season it's hard to take you serious in those <laughs> those christmas glasses but i'll try we do thank you and we hope you all have a happy holidays and thanks for tuning in to this edition of news you can use right here on wtic news talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.